welcome to the Lead from Scratch podcast. This is a podcast designed for the new or soon to be leader. This is the place to start growing your leadership potential from scratch, designing it with each ingredient in mind. We will be sharing bite-sized nuggets of information each week that will help you to recognize and unlock your full leadership potential. In this series, we are going to talk about how to lead change, no matter how experienced of a leader you are or if you are the one in charge or not. In this episode, we will talk about how to lead when you aren't in charge. In last week's episode, we talked about overcoming resistance to change, but sometimes the response to a change is not active resistance, but actually passive unwillingness. So how do we motivate people? Such a buzzword, right? How do we motivate people to desire change? In his book, Drive, author Dan Pink talks about the difference between extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. Extrinsic motivators are outside of you and typically rewards you, rewards what is seen as good behavior and punishes what is seen as bad behavior. Um, I feel like I did not say that right. Um, Let me start that piece over again. It's extrinsic motivators are, that's a really hard word. Extrinsic motivators are actually outside of you and typically rewards what is seen as good behavior and punishes what is seen as bad behavior. So good examples of these are maybe if you're monetarily, like if if money is a great motivator for you in work or in school when we had card charts um, and having different colors coordinate kind of where we were at in the day. Um, I, I'm extrinsically motivated and I'm motivated by people. And so when people are relying on me, that's a pretty big motivator um, where it's harder for me to find that internal motivation. Intrinsic motivators are, on the other hand, are inside of you and are higher drivers than simply carrots dangling in front of you or sticks whacking behind you, right? It's a sense of purpose, of community, of maybe status are examples of these. Um, and so it's a lot of... Um, people who just simply state to themselves, I'm going to do this, and then they go and do it, right? Studies have actually shown that connecting people's work to the intrinsic motivators oftentimes are more powerful drivers of activity and high performance. Kyle, I think you have an example of this. Yeah, so if you imagine two stonemasons constructing an ancient cathedral, right? Uh, There's a famous story that goes where a passerby walks up to one stonemason and says, hey, you look really glum. You aren't looking like you're having fun. Like, what are you doing? And the first stonemason's like, I'm just building a wall, just lay bricks all day. There's nothing in this for me. I kind of hate my job. And then the passerby goes to the second stonemason and says, hey, you're really excited looking. You seem like you're really enjoying yourself. What, what, what's your secret? And the second stonemason says, I'm building a cathedral. It's going to look so majestic when I'm done, and I get to be a part of creating this beautiful symbol, place of worship for so many people for hundreds of years. I'm so glad that I get this chance. And that's the difference sometimes between extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. And we want to say that your extrinsic motivation needs to be met first, typically. You need enough money to live. You need the safety and security needs met. If we're thinking of Maslow's 
uh, hierarchy of needs. But after that, you want your work to have a purpose, right? You don't want to just be laying down bricks in a hot sun. You want to be building a cathedral. And as we motivate others, we want to help them see the purpose behind their work. You aren't just serving chicken nuggets. You get to participate in this awesome miracle where we feed thousands of people a day. And they come in and they get their needs met by us. They see a smiling face by us. Their life is enriched every time they come to Chick-fil-A or wherever it is you work. So we want to not just say, hey, you're sticking nuggets in a box. You're just putting bricks in. But we want to connect them to that higher story so that they can feel the purpose behind it. Another way to motivate people to perform at a higher level and embrace change, which is closely linked to that intrinsic motivation we just talked about, is to make sure their needs are met. So this means we've got to talk to our team. So psychologist Abraham Maslow developed a hierarchy of needs that all humans need to truly thrive and reach their full potential. Each lower step must be achieved before the next need can be effectively met. The base level is your physiological needs, food, shelter, clothing. A lot of times, if you are really hungry, what are you thinking about? I'm really hungry. I need food. And so you've got to satisfy that before you can focus on other things. Your second level is your safety needs, employment, and health, making sure that you have a steady source of income to provide for those physiological needs, making sure that you're healthy. Because when you're sick, it's really hard to start thinking of like, oh, am I my best self possible? And you're like, no, I have the flu, right? The third level is love and belonging, where people seek out friendship, connection, and family. The fourth level is esteem, where people find respect, their self-esteem, where they view themselves in a confident light, in a high status. And the fifth level is self-actualization, where people are finding that desire and meeting that desire to be the best person they can be. A lot of times companies think that just by meeting the first two needs of their employees, they'll drive employee engagement. They're like, hey, giving you some like food, paying your bills, like what more do you want? But we really want to try to reach the third, fourth, and fifth levels of needs to really help people reach their goals in full potential. A lot of companies, too, also reach that third level. That's why so many companies, I think, talk about, oh, we're a family here. They're meeting that third level of belonging. But it's like, okay, how do we go deeper than that? How do we say, how do we make you feel respected here in your workplace? How do we unlock that desire in you to say, hey, I want to be the best I can be. Let's work your way up there. And Carolina, I think I've... I think you've got a great story talking about how when your intrinsic needs were met, you were suddenly able to like live a much happier, more fulfilled life. Yeah, absolutely. So um, a big piece of my, my life over the last year um, has been making the transition from living in 
Abilene, West Texas, working at Chick-fil-A and then moving to Austin um, and finding a new job in that process and not knowing really what, what that would look like. But in that, um, I learned, I learned a lot of kind of what, what I was needing and how to be healthy and asking some of those big questions in, uh, making a pretty major career shift. And so, um, through that, yeah, it was, it was walking through these levels, right. It was walking through, first of all, making sure when we moved, like, we found a home and we were settled in that, you know, just mentally how much, how much it takes to, to go through that transition, um, set up just basic life needs, um, around the Austin area. And then next was finding employment of some kind. So it was making sure that financially, you know, my husband and I were able to, to navigate that for a few months while I was in limbo. Um, and then, and health was a huge one for me in that, uh, where I just, I had realized that I was, um, unhealthy for a number of reasons, more mentally and, and like not sleeping well, um, for, for a while and stress levels. And so, um, readjusting that, right. So really walking through each of these levels of Maslow's hierarchy of needs and, um, and it was more accidental that I, that I went through each of these, but, but even reading through them now, recognizing, uh, that I, that I walked through every one. And then when I was, when I started my, my job now, um, with Robert half, um, where it's, where it's, it's a lot more balanced across the board. And I was able to take some of those steps before jumping into this job. So that when I started this job, I was really ready to, to take and run with it. And, um, and further in the friendship and connection, further in, you know, um, finding that self-esteem and that uh, sense of purpose um, to then self-actualization in the end. And something I'm still working on, right? It's a constant, constant flow with all these pieces, but there's a lot to be found in, in just kind of taking a step back and evaluating life and um, in any category, if it's not working, it's good to address it you know, right then and there, um, however you can to really find that sense of, of connection and then leaning into the intrinsic motivation overall. So listeners with this, we hope that you will adopt the leadership ingredient of intrinsic motivation as you are becoming the leader you are meant to be. Listeners, we have an announcement to make with this podcast, uh, where we just want to thank you so much for, uh, your support and listening every week. Uh, we are so excited. Um, Kyla shared with me so many of the ways that you have grown and um, that this, it seems like it has been a helpful resource. Um, so thank you for listening. Thank you for your feedback and helping guide us as we have created this and, and been doing it for a while now, um, almost a year, right? We're almost, yes. almost at a year. Um, it's been, it's been wonderful, but it sounds like, um, there, there may be some other opportunities in the future with Chick-fil-A. So thank you. Yeah, and so thinking of the purpose behind this podcast is to meet new or soon-to-be leaders, right, mm -hmm. and help them reach their full potential. And one thing we've always done throughout these 42 episodes of the lead from scratch podcast so thank you for sticking with us for 42 podcasts because honestly i had no idea when we started this what a podcast was uh 
Carolina and I had never done anything like this. And thank you for your grace and for listening to us and for pouring into this because we've seen that growth come from y'all. And so we've grown a lot through oh, it yes. as well. We are even talking until that last episode where we had some uh, blips, but we've been able to <laughs> grow our skills both in terms of leadership and communication. And so thank you for providing us that opportunity. But we're going to pivot a little bit away from the podcasting platform, more towards the video platform. Maybe YouTube, maybe some other video uh, podcast, more video I don't know what the word is. Um, clips? Yeah, video clips that you can uh, watch anywhere, trying to better engage our team. And what we found is that while podcasting is a very useful format, it doesn't quite get the same reach as videos. And so in order to keep our vision at the heart of this, to meet newer soon-to-be leaders and to help them reach their full potential in a better way, we're going to shift towards that video content. So you'll see us leading some change, managing some expectations. Some will have more details coming. One of those changes is that Carolina has done so much for this podcast, but she will be stepping away to better engage with her work at Robert Half. Uh, but I hope to find other people who will help me in the way that she does so it's not just my voice, my face that you're seeing, but you're getting lots of perspectives to so that we can continue leading from scratch and reaching our full potential. Thanks for listening, and I can't wait to see how we partner together to encourage our mutual growth together. <laughs>